let's get to the word tonight. Okay, that's kind of an obscure title, I know. Shall live by, it's like three different words. Shall live by, no, it's not the spelling class. <laughs> Shall live by. And I was reading uh, a passage this week and it just really struck me. I mean, we've read it many times and we've heard it many times, but sometimes it just jumps out at you. So what do we live by? You know, what do you live your life by? What do you live by? You probably live by um, things that your parents taught you. You probably live by things that the media might um, tell you. We, we live from people who influence us or things or books or movies. There's many influences in our lives and we make decisions and live our lives based on these influences that we allow to influence us. And some people even have like life rules or principles that they live their lives by. And they have certain standards. Some people have moral standards, some have amoral standards, and they live their life according to that. And sometimes we get um, our standards from other people and then we set our own as well. So there's a few uh, here. The golden rule, who's heard of the golden rule? Do unto others as you'd have them to do unto you. That, that's how some people live their lives, okay? And then Nelson Mandela, this was kind of his standard. Free yourself, free others, and serve every day. These are all very noble, very noble, um, pretty much undoable, <laughs> unless you have the Lord, okay? We'll see that later. And then you've got kind of the New Age mindfulness stuff that's like, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself, okay? But be aware of your limitations, basically. Mm -hmm. Now, like I said, they're all noble and you could live your life by those things. But if you live by those, um, you may not be that successful because let's face it, who can free themselves? You can't free others till you free yourself and we can't actually free ourselves because most of us are bound by sin and you know all the restrictions that a life has put upon us. So. It's kind of undoable too. So even though they sound extremely noble, they're not really doable. And then I had a look and, and I was researching a bit. What, are, what do scientists say? You know, they're always researching stuff. And the scientists say this, that people want to live by these principles. Number one was having pleasure. You know, feeling good. Feeling good about food, money, all those kind of things. Having thrills, traveling, feeling good. They want to live their lives by that. And then the second thing was feeling engaged, like feeling part of something. Some people live their lives by feeling a part of something. And the third thing was feeling that things matter. In other words, they live their life by things that matter, things that they consider significant. But this all came about as I was reading this certain passage, and we'll go to that. It says, Jesus was led by the Spirit. Okay, so he was water baptized, he came up out of the water, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And then the Spirit led him out into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That's not the first thing you want to do when you get filled with the Spirit, but this was Jesus' calling. He was tempted by the devil. And when he was, had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, Afterward, he was hungry. Well, you would be. He was human. Okay, he was fully God. 
but he was fully human. He would have been hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, and I stopped there on purpose, you know, when you feel tired, when you feel hungry, guess what? When you're feeling pretty weak, that's when the tempter, the enemy, the devil comes and he says things to you. He speaks to you, okay? And this is what he said to Jesus. When he thought he was at his weakest point, he said this, if you are the son of God, first, first thing he said, if you are the son of God, command, <laughs> command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, it is written. Like, haven't you read it? <laughs> it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So I love it. This is the first time the enemy comes against Jesus. And Jesus says, haven't you read it? It's written that you shall live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know what he's actually saying? I'm not listening to a word you're saying. I'm not going to live by what you say. I'm living by what comes out of God's mouth. You know, sometimes we live our lives by what comes out of other people's mouths. And we should be living by what comes out of God's mouth. What does God say? Not what the devil say, not what do other people say. What does God say? So he basically said, I reject your words. I'm not going to live by your words. I'm going to live by God's word. Okay? It's interesting where he says, it is written. <coughs> what, what, what was he quoting from? Where did he read it? Okay, where did he read it? We'll find out later. In Psalm 119 verse 11, David said this, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So Jesus is basically saying, not only am I live my, word, my life by the word of God, that you know, comes from the mouth of God. He's saying, I have hidden that word in my heart. I've hidden it in my heart. It's a treasure. You know, has anyone got something at home that's really valuable and you don't want anyone to find it? You hide it. You hide it. Because it's a treasure. It's special. It may not be worth a lot, but it's a treasure and it's special. And he's saying, I've hidden God's word in my heart. And I'm going to live by it. I'm not going to sin against God because I've got his word in here. And that's what I live by. I love that passage. I love that passage of scripture. Okay, so where was Jesus quoting from? He was quoting from the Old Testament. It wasn't called the Old Testament. It was just called the word back then. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, Moses was saying to the people of God who had been disobedient, he said... He humbled you. He allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know. You didn't even know what you were eating, <laughs> but it was from God. It was supernatural. You didn't know it, nor did your fathers know this mysterious provision of God. Why? That he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone. In other words, it's not natural things that man lives by. 
It wasn't the manner what you ate. That wasn't what kept you alive. It was the supernatural provision and the ability of God that caused them to live. And we need to remember that too. So this is where he was quoting from. But he said this, But man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. This is where Jesus was quoting from. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. And because they followed the Lord, they didn't always, but when they followed the Lord, when they followed the word of God and lived by his word, he says, your garments did not wear out. For 40 years they wore the same. <laughs> did they wear the same clothes? Who knows? But whatever they had didn't wear out. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your feet swell. Has anyone had swollen feet? It's not pleasant. Your feet didn't swell for 40 years. They were walking, wandering. It was tough. It was tough. But guess what? God was with them no matter what. God was with them because they were following him, following the Lord. And this is where Jesus was quoting from. I'm going to live by every word that comes from the mouth of God and things will go well. Just like it did for them, it will for us. That provision, that supernatural provision will be there. Okay? And this was the Lord also speaking to them a few chapters later when he brought them out of Egypt and he was taking them into the promised land. He said this, According to the doings of the land of Egypt where you dwell, you shall not do. And according to the doings of the land of Canaan, where I am bringing you, you shall not do. What is he saying? He's saying, I don't want you to live the way that they live. I didn't want you to live the way the Egyptians lived. He separated them. The judgments came upon the Egyptians and the people of God, when they were in the land of Goshen, they were protected supernaturally and from the plagues. They were separated by God. And he says, I want you to live your life as if you are separated unto me. We are in the world, but not of the world. That's basically what he's saying. You were in Egypt, but you didn't have to live like them. When you're going to Canaan, I don't want you to live like them. You know, sometimes there's incredible pressure on us to fit in. He's saying, I don't want you to fit in. I don't want you to do everything they're doing especially ungodly things. He was talking here, especially if you read the passage, about sexual immorality. He said, I don't want you to be immoral. I want you to be godly. Okay? He said, you shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments. In other words, live by my principles. Live by my word. Live my way. Which, if a man does, in other words, if you do it, if you're obedient, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. I'm God. They're not God. I am God. Live my way. That's his say. Live my way. Don't do what they're doing. You know, uh, there was a certain culture in that, era, in that area at the time, and one of the things that they did was they would marry their mothers 
their sisters mm -hmm. and their daughters. And he was saying, don't do it. I don't want you doing those mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Live my way. Don't live the way of the cultures surrounding you or that you're going into. So he's saying, you shall live by these things. And then we go through into this minor prophet Habakkuk. And he said this, behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. We've heard that passage many times. You've probably heard, the just shall live by faith. Where did it come from? It came from way back in the Old Testament. And it was talking about the just. Those who've been justified are those who have humbled themselves and have received the righteousness or the uprightness of God. But the pride, the proud, they're not upright. They're not godly. They are unrighteous. But he's saying those who are just, those who are justified by God, those who believe, who follow him, they will live by faith. Live by faith. We don't live in fear. We don't live in arrogance and pride. We don't say, we don't need you, God. We say, Lord, we need you. We need you. So that's where the just shall live by faith comes from. And then we go into the New Testament, in the book of Romans. And Paul said this, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the word of God. I'm not ashamed of the good news. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. The word of God can save everyone. Has power to save. It's not about what we do, it's what he has done. The gospel has the power to save. When people hear the truth, they need to make that decision. It says for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For the Jews, the non-Jews, the Jews, the Gentiles. Everybody, everybody can be saved. Why? In the gospel is the Right, it's the righteousness of God. It's the way of God. It's the will of God. The righteousness of God is revealed. You want to know how to live your life? Read the Word of God. It's all in there. It's our manual for life. You know? The book for dummies. <laughs> how to live. It's revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. There he is quoting from Habakkuk. You know, in the New Testament, many times they would quote from the old to justify it. To justify, say, you know, this is not my opinion. This is the word of God. It's written. I'm not making it up on the spot. It's actually been written a couple of thousand years ago. It's the word of God, the eternal word of God. <coughs> And then we're going to Corinthians, Paul again. He says, for though he was crucified in weakness. You know, when Jesus was crucified, was he weak? Yes, physically he was beaten beyond measure. Was he spiritually weak? No. He was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. The resurrection power of God. And then he says, for we also are weak in him. 
but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. So he's saying, you know, we are weak, but we are strong through him. We live our lives through the strength and the power of God, the same resurrection power we live by. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. Not just live by that power, but live with him. Live with him. How do we live with him? Because he is in us. He's in us. How do I know that? Because it's written. <laughs> it's written. This is Galatians 2.20. This is what Paul is saying, and we can say it too. I have been crucified with Christ. The old me is dead. That's what it means. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. Of course I'm alive, but it's not the old me. It's the new me. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. I'm not walking this walk alone. I don't live this life by myself. Christ lives in me. And this life which I now live in the flesh, still flesh and blood, I live by faith in the Son of God. I don't live this life in faith in me or in anybody else. I don't live by faith in my faith. My faith's more than yours. No, I don't live that way. I live by faith in the Son of God. By faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If he can love me enough to give himself for me, I'm going to put my faith in him. I'm going to put my faith in him. So that's how I live my life. That's how you live your life. With Christ in us. The Bible says Christ in us is the hope of glory. Okay? <clears throat> glory in this life and glory to come. Eternal glory. Awesome. Absolutely awesome. So he's encouraging all the way through. Paul's encouraging here. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. Okay? How do you live your life in this world where things are so strong against us sometimes? Against Christians, you can be anything else, but don't be a Christian. Right? Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. In other words, keep going. <laughs> keep going. So that after you have done the will of God, and you're sitting there going, well, what's the will of God? The will of God is in the Word of God. It's in the Word. And it's in what he says to you and to me individually. That's the will of God. So when you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise for yet a little while. And he who is coming will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. There it is again. <laughs> but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. So the Lord is saying, keep going. Keep going. Don't fall just before the finishing line. Jesus is coming back. Hang in there. Keep going. Keep going. If anyone holds back, it's not pleasing to the Lord. I don't know about you. And I want to please the Lord. Don't you want the Lord to say, hey, good job. Well done. I love 
love it when you talk like that. I love it when you say that. We want to please the Lord when we live by our faith. When we live by our faith. So let's do the full circle and go back to Matthew, where I was before. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every word, what is written and what he speaks individually to us. And as I read that, every word, live our lives by every word. I was reading something else the other day and it was talking about people who, jewelers and people who cut diamonds. And when they cut a diamond to make this, the, a beautiful stone, they lose about 50% of the diamond. But that dust, it's still diamond. Mm -hmm. And they sweep up the diamond dust, every speck they can get. And that's what Jesus is saying, every speck. Every word that comes from the mouth of God, that's what we should live our lives by. Don't think it's the big stuff. It's the little specks sometimes. When you read the word of God, something will jump out. It's just a little speck, but it can be a great diamond to you and to me. You know, in our daily lives, we need to show that we are living like we know the Lord. We should show that we know him, that we are prayers, that we are carers, that we are committed to him. That's how we should live our lives on a daily basis, being strong, being bold, being humble, being compassionate, being loving, being at peace, being at peace, shining, him. Father, we just thank you for your awesome word. Lord, we thank you that you have given us the roadmap for life, your word. And we thank you, Lord, that you speak into our spirit by your spirit. Help us to live our daily lives, Lord, as if we do have that connection with you, as if we are committed to you. Let it show in our decisions, in our homes, in our schools, in our workplaces, in our relationships. Lord, we have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer the old, but we are new. And we now live by your power in us. Is this worth living, this kind of life worth living? Absolutely. You said, keep going because there's great reward and you're soon returning. Lord, we want to live our lives as if that is true. Because it is. We just bless you, Lord. Bless each and every one. Lord, those who may be struggling, those who may be challenged in their faith, just shall live by faith, not their faith, but faith in you. We just bless you tonight. Let each one have a wonderful week in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Amen. If anyone needs prayer, I want to pray for you. Otherwise, say hi to somebody. Say hi to someone.